Footy Ado, the Delusional Soccer Podcast. Footy Ado, a soccer delusion shared by two brothers in close association. Sounds like you're being really fucking negative. Partner French. Partner French. Partner French. Did you hit record? Uh, yeah, 15 seconds ago, my guy. Oh, my gosh. Why do you sound like you're so mad? We're potting for the first time in a month. Over a month. Yeah. It's been, yeah. Uh, last, so we basically had the winter period and we went on the, uh, the annual winter hiatus. And we said in our last episode you know we talked uh we're gonna figure out a schedule and our schedule was fuck it we're doing nothing right i mean i was i was on the east coast for christmas so we had it easy for, so we well we had it easy we, we were in the same place um but you know when you're when you're home and you're spending time with people there's not as much time to do the business yeah, we were getting Side our planet things. fitness on too much. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so last episode was what? We released it December 5th, match day 15. Um, I, I mean, it's also just a nightmare to, to schedule with this holiday period, so it's kind of cool to just kind of see where we were at that point going into like the busy holiday uh, period. And seeing where we are now, what is it, match day 24? Did we just do 24 or are we on 24 next? Let me look. Duh, duh. No, we're, I was. I got ahead of myself there. Um, it is 23. 23. Okay. That we're yeah, looking. Yeah. 22 happened. 23 is next. Unless you're Liverpool. Which, have yeah. played 21 because they had the club, what, the club World Cup? Yes, along with West Ham, who that that is the fixture that has been uh, moved. Yeah. Um, so what, Zach, what has changed? Why don't you, how you want to make any guesses on, on what you think based on what you've seen, not looking at any sort of statistics, what has changed from where we are now a month, a little bit over a month later? Now, is, is this, episode? is this like what, at, like if I get something right, like am I trying to think of something specific here? Because honestly, no, I don't. Give me a general idea. Give I me don't, a general idea of how you think things look now. A general idea? I think that Unai Emery might have been in charge the last time we talked. He might have been. So, th- yeah, we, we, we had been touting the uh, the big bad evening episode and we never got to do it because it wasn't at the right time for us to now, record. See, like, if we if we record December 5th, he got sacked on the 29th of November. So, um I was a week off. Okay, so we did we did talk, we just it wasn't he kind of just went it was it was kind of anticlimactic watching him go. It was. Yeah. It was um, it was it was one of those that was like overdone, so it like just didn't seem right. It, it was it was a matter of when, when. not if. Right, and we were kind of getting ready for it. We were going to have the reaction pod about yeah. Unai Emery going. Um, I'd guess that yeah, Man just, City were in of, fourth at the time. At uh, the time of our last record, no, that Man City were Man City were in second. They were in second. They're in second now. Oh, I no, no, they're second. No, no, Man third. City were in third. They were third. in third. Okay. I, I clicked on the tab that I had, and it didn't work, and I was looking at the same thing. So they're in second now. They were in third. Them and Leicester sort of flipped. Leicester was three points clear. Now City are two points clear. Liverpool were only up by eight points. They are now 
clear by yeah basically double they're up by 14 now with a game in hand uh united have inched up to fifth i mean they were in sixth tottenham well i'll save tottenham because you know that they've had the biggest change out of all the teams chelsea chelsea um largely kept their gap they were six up they had which is kind of crazy they were very bad during the, the winter period. They are now only five points clear rather than six points clear. So amazing that that they're still in it, similar position. It just shows how bad the, the rest of the league has been. Right, exactly, which is similar to what we had last year with that, that fourth spot. Yeah. Um, Everton jumped to 11th. They were in the relegation zone. And Tottenham, the biggest change. Jose Mourinho comes in. Everything's looking great for them. Tottenham on December on December after match day fifteenth, fifteen, were thirty points. Not thirty. That's the, where they're at now. I am botching this. Woo, woo, pot and baby. They had twenty points. They sat in eighth. Okay. Now fast forward to now the the resurgence with Jose Mourinho. They have thirty points. They sit in eighth. Oh, I love it. It's kind of like when uh, the same. Ugh. It's kind of like when. Was it when Solskjaer took over at United and it was, ah, Solskjaer takes over. They're in sixth. They win. They go on this big winning run unbeaten. They're in sixth. They finish the season. They're in sixth. Like, yeah. They just. Um, they are still nine points clear or nine points de- below the uh, fourth spot. Um, I wanted to check to see how that gap between four and eight has, has changed. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been very inconsistent from four and eight. Um, and maybe Leicester will start to sneak into that sort of collective because they, they've had a, a rough run of late with three losses in the last five. Uh, the bottom three is probably the most interesting, though. Looking at the bottom three, can you guess? Are you looking at anything right now? I want to ask if you can guess the bottom three in December and guess it now. Well, you said Everton, didn't you? I said Everton moved up. I did mention they were in the road. So Everton's the one that was in, they were in 18th. Okay. It looks um, largely. I mean, two. There's two different teams now in the bottom three that were since last time we talked. Um, looking at the table now, uh, Watford had to be in the bottom three if Watford they weren't was bottom. Twentieth. They okay. were bottom. They were the bottom of the bottom. And I'd assume that. Okay, so those are the two that are out. So the one that stayed, I'd say, is Norwich, right? Norwich, yes. Yeah. So okay. Watford had eight points. Now Watford is sitting on 22 points. How many, Still just outside. They're only one point clear in 17th of, of the bottom three. But How many points did Norwich have? Norwich had eight points and now 14. Ugh. Bournemouth Oof. Had, have only got four since in four points the last seven match, yeah, match days. In their last five, Bournemouth have picked up one point, and that was against Arsenal. Yeah, crazy. In Mikel Arteta's first game. Yeah, they now, beat they beat Chelsea at the Bridge, mm-hmm. and that's their only win since match day eleven. Right. Yeah. Those the four points. That's are, just Chelsea and it, Arsenal. It's crazy how it's yeah. It's crazy how many games we've had. I feel like the Chelsea loss. The Chelsea loss to Bournemouth was very recently, but I'm looking at their recent form, and it's not even on there. It's that, lost, honestly lost, lost, the, lost. the winter period goes. It's like a. It goes by so quickly, but the um, the it's, the amount of matches that are in there is 
unreal. Yeah, it's and it's sort of hard to even like with recording, especially not to make an excuse for why we've been largely absent. Um, it, it's hard to form a narrative um, with everything going on like that. Uh, yeah, you know, week to week, there's always something, and there's always an outlook that's going to change a week later. You know, so I mean, I, it's kind of cool. I'm kind of glad we got to be able to see, sort of be able to like take this jump and look and see how everything's changed. The top four is largely the same. Um, the places through, the places are different, but the yeah a little bit of shuffling. One the clubs eight, are consistent. Yeah, Watford and Everton are the big jumps, uh, and you have that that reshuffling down at the bottom, and that's starting to shape up. I mean, it's 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 very tight at the bottom. It's still we're still looking at like Brighton have twenty four points. They're up in fourteenth, and Villa are in eighteenth with twenty one. So like that's just one game can change everything down at the bottom. Yeah, the uh, the team that's going to be doing the most soul-searching uh, is Norwich City, who are six points off of 19th. Um, yeah, so, so they, they're, they're starting to uh, make their plans for next year. Uh, yeah. Whereas Bournemouth is probably sort of in like a little bit of a an identity crisis. You know, they've, they've, they've ridden it with... Uh, Eddie Howe for so long, but you know maybe the only way they can stay up now is is by making a change. We'll see. I think there's been times where it's. I mean, I think Eddie Howe can only take Bournemouth so far. Um, it's been really incredible to see what they've done the past few seasons, but you know it's it's starting to look pretty rough for them. Yeah. Um. Eddie Howe said that it he he took blame for the uh loss against Watford, and. Um, it's just, it seems like he might be on his way out. Um, he says, as a manager, you're always looking at whether you're doing good enough at, at whether you're ultimately helping the team. That'll be something that that's something I'll, I'll have to reflect on. So that's not him saying, I don't think I'm going to be here in two weeks time. That's him saying, I, it, we need to figure this out because he's got, He's he loves the club. He loves Bournemouth. He has accomplished. He has brought Bournemouth to heights that I don't know that they could have ever imagined they'd get to. Mm-hmm. And it's just unfortunate that things have turned uh, this way. But and that's that's just how it goes. You think about um, you know there's transfer rumors with you know maybe Ryan Fraser. Um, thought he was going to get a move away. And that maybe money comes in, you you spend that money on a, a couple different players, young younger players that, you know, have a, a big future. Now, there's a lot of transfer speculation around Nathan Ake. And that, that can't help a, a struggling club either. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just, have they done enough, um, you know, to keep the the Premier League status and right now it it clearly feels like no they have not they uh they sold uh you know a couple of players who really never they really weren't making an impact or 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 whatnot Harry Arter is on loan at Fulham uh you know uh they've got um they've got a couple players in on loan you know Harry Wilson from from Liverpool, he's a promising player. Is he contributing enough? Is he enough 
It, it may not be his fault, but is he a good enough player to help take this this team out of a rut? They have forwards, you know, they have Dominic Solanke is at, at Bournemouth, and I don't know what he's done. I don't know what he did to earn playing time at any of the clubs that he's been at. And he, I mean, he largely hasn't. I mean, he didn't he didn't really play to Chelsea, which is why he ended up leaving. Liverpool, he had a couple cameo uh, appearances. You thought that him going to Bournemouth was finally going to be where he can maybe, like, start getting that starting experience and start moving up back to those big clubs that he was destined for when he was younger. Um, but, yeah, it's really just been been tough goings for him. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where what his next sort of step is. If he's not performing at this level, he's one goal in 22 games. As a center forward, he wears the number nine shirt. You need more out of him. He's, to me, he's at a lower, a mid to lower table championship level or even worse. He's not, he's not good. He's just not a solid striker and he's 22 years old. So he's got time. He's got plenty of time to figure it out. But he needs to go somewhere. Yeah, he's got to go down. He's got to go down. I mean... And hopefully that's not with Bournemouth. I love having Bournemouth in in the Premier League. You know, what a story they were when they came up. And we've loved to have them around. And I I hope they figure it out. The only um, win uh, from a neutral point of view... Uh, you know, if Bournemouth were to go down, there would be one positive aspect. And that would be the fact that we don't have to see the world's worst badge in the Premier League anymore. Oh, it's endearing, though. It's home. It's the it's worst that. badge I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. It's rough. It's they. It'd be cool to see them change it up. Maybe go for a circle style. I don't even. Yeah, what do you make it a cherry? You're the cherries. There's, li- there... there's not a cherry. There's not a cherry anywhere near it. Yeah, like look at Sheffield United's badge. That's a nice looking badge, red and black. Looks good. Some good solid way of doing it. Proper um, badge there. Yeah, like, I mean, look at Solanke. He he's got to go. Yeah, I mean, it might it might be with Bournemouth, but he's got to go down to the Championship level. I mean, we're, look at Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham is 22 as well. Did you say Solanke yes. is 22? Yes. So Tammy Abraham goes to Swansea. Has promise, but doesn't really have anything like makes you think. Oh, this guy is going to be on the top five scoring, top five goal scorers of the Premier League next in the next two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goes. I mean, he's. It was always. That's an awfully specific thought. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, towards I the top, like one of the top strikers yeah. in Premier League in two years, it, because you know he's getting that chance for in the Premier League, and it didn't really come off for him. Obviously, he's playing in a better with better players now and that and that's showing. But, you know, he goes down to the championship, has a couple good seasons, one for Bristol, one for Aston Villa, where he's he's banging in a lot of goals. I think that's what we need to see for Solanke for any hope for him to um you know start start to improve and, and make it in the Premier League. Now uh Fun I, fact. Oh here we go. Tammy Abraham's first name is Kevin. <laughs> I did not know this. Kevin Ogentega Tamarabi Bakumo Abraham. Kevin Abraham. 
That is, his there's a is reason. Tammy, but like, what? How we get from Kevin to Abraham is 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 wild. Yeah, that's, Kev. that's that sends you on a uh, on a loop there. That had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah. Let's uh, take a look at <laughs> let's take a look at some of the results in the in the past week. One that stands out to me, and we will get to Spurs Liverpool. So uh, just relax. We're gonna start some somewhere else, and it's the fact that Danny Ings is only twenty seven. Mind blowing, oh but Southampton two, Leicester City one. This is an a, this is a great result for Southampton. It's not just three points. This is mentally huge for the club because they went down in the 14th minute. Dennis Pratt scores, and you think, ah, oh, here we go again. That's I don't. It's not going to be nine. We're not down to ten men right now. But what is that? That's 10 goals, 10-0 in the Premier League yes. against Leicester. We've played this team. We've played this team for 104 minutes and they've scored 10 goals on us. How do we turn it around? And Stuart Armstrong scores just five minutes later, and that has to give you a burst of confidence. They don't get the winner until the 81st minute, but it's from Danny Ings, who has been so good for Southampton this season. He has absolutely transformed this team into what they are now and they they're climbing up the table yeah and and they've been excellent I mean you look at the you look at the form table other than Liverpool and Watford they're the best team yeah you know, and with Liverpool clearly with five straight like they've won their last five Watford have won their last three with a draw and then another win but yeah right there the two wins then a draw then two more wins they're, they are they are quietly climbing up and I feel like a couple of those games have been from behind where yeah. they've, they've been down and you know they get a James Ward Prowse free kick <laughs> to win it or something like that it's it's sort of been their MO of late that's the script yeah um, props to the club for sticking with Hassan Huddle there is big big talk about him getting sacked after the 9-0 and I didn't think that was the right move I think he's a fantastic coach um, for this club and it's them holding on to him is it's showing it's it's reaping the benefits now um but Danny Ings uh he should be on Gareth Southgate's uh radar I would not be surprised to see him at Euro 2020 for England now I don't think that uh he's going to be leading the line um but Harry Kane's got his health issues Jamie Vardy is retired from international football which is a shame. Yeah. Um, especially I mean, the... especially considering that England's group games are all at Wembley. It's not like, oh, I don't want to deal with the traveling. But No, you're at Wembley the whole time. So, Well, like, look at the top five goal scorers right now. No. In the Premier League. It's uh, okay. Jamie Vardy, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Danny Ings, Marcus Rashford, Tammy Abraham. One of which is featuring for Gareth South- Southgate. So you have Tammy Abraham, you have Danny Ings. I mean, Jamie Vardy had his time and, and decided to, to retire from internationals. But, I mean, it's not completely out of out of the woodwork for him to, you know, go back. It's not completely ridiculous to, to think that that could happen. There's, But those are, those are some solid options um, that Gareth Southgate has uh, at his disposal. And going into Euro, especially with this Harry Kane injury, which is going to have him out for a while... Until maybe um, April, that's that's right. Huge. So he's yeah. I mean, 
I mean, Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin quietly has eight goals for Everton so far. You know, there, there are the options, and it's going to be interesting to see who gets included in, um, in that setup come tournament time. Yeah, you know, on that top-scoring chart, there's England would, would want every English player that's there to come with them if, mm-hmm. if they had a big enough squad including Vardy, Ings, Rashford, Abraham, Kane, Sterling. Um, they certainly have the goals in them, at, and England should be uh, aiming to at least match what they did in the World Cup, if not go all the way on to the final. Enough talk about England, because we are, although we're in a Euro, a European Championships year, we're uh, sticking with we're the American. Premier League. We are... <laughs> We call it soccer. I thought you were American. Oh my god! Um, Sweet so Liverpool, Liverpool Spurs. Is that let's is do that? it. Let's head on there, man. Um, weird. I mean, this was a weird game. It was what one it ended up one nil. Yep. Dominant performance from Liverpool, at least in the first half, um, completely in control. Uh, but I think there were some some prom. I did not see the game, but from what I'm hearing, there's some promising signs for. For Tottenham, with some some new players coming in and playing well in that second half, but um, Liverpool is just they're a hard, if you go down against Liverpool, it's it's a hard team to to come back against. Yeah, um, it I agree there. Uh, Danny Rose, uh, it's wild. He still starts at left back for Tottenham. Um, I know when they brought in Ryan Sessegnon in the summer from Fulham. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino said that right now his best position is is left wing. Um, in the future, I see him at left back, and Pochettino is clearly gone. So it, we're I'm interested to see what uh, Mourinho's thoughts are on that. But Danny Rose looked just just bad, and he yeah. he has, and they went with um, Tanganga at at right back, an academy product. Um, that's listen, listen, man. You're going up against the best team in the world right now. We're throwing you in the in the line of fire, and he didn't do all that bad. But yeah, I mean, you're going against the best the team that provides probably the best width in in the Premier League with yeah. their fullbacks uh, bombing forward. So um, it's that's yeah. just got to be an overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, team to face. Yeah, um, they they have yeah. I mean, they have broken. It's like oh this this season's over, yeah. Like it, it's crazy that we're talking about. We've always talked about you know how it, the Premier League's the most competitive, it's the best league in the world because everyone has a chance, and I firmly believe that everyone has a chance going into it every year. But like if you're looking at Europe's top five leagues right now, we got La Liga. The gap between first and fourth is five. La Liga, uh, Ligue 1, The gap is. It's a, I mean, there's a five-point gap between first and second, and it sort of expands after that, but that's still pretty tight at the top. Bundesliga, seven-point gap between first and fourth. Serie A, you know, you got 48 first, 46 points in second, 42, 35. And then you look at the Premier League, and Liverpool are 14 points clear. Um, you know, it, it they're 20-plus they're points clear of fourth place right now and there's no sign of them slowing down and we can we can i think start to talk about it because we're past the holiday period 
they're invincible. I know you you were critical. I mean, and, and rightfully so. And you were critical back in the day when papers or papers were talking about like the the headline for a Chelsea win was invincible, and we hadn't even made it to December. It was like in November that they said it. We've played twenty one games. Still seventeen to go. Seventeen to go. There's a lot to go, but I'm saying that they've gotten through the hard period. Obviously, there's still Champions League that that could affect them in different results. Um, I'm not too sure how many. Um, big six clubs they, they have yet to play. But it's certainly, it's not, I wouldn't say it's maybe start, it's not something that we're going to start, we should start talking about yet, but it's something that we should at least, we're going to have to get start, we're going to start taking it, keeping an eye on it. Yeah, it's, every, a, it's in the back of my mind. It's in the back yeah. of my mind. Um, um, listen, 21 games unbeaten to start a season, especially with 20 of those being wins. Um, that's, that's extraordinary. There's mm-hmm. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is just incredible. But 17 games, while still having to deal with the Champions League, which they're the holders, you still have to deal with the FA Cup, um, which they played a team of babies who were able to uh, beat Everton, of course, because Everton cannot beat Liverpool to save their lives, um, they're it's a, they it's a it's a busy schedule. I know they got through the Christmas period, and that's that's the initial test, but there's still a long road to go. Yeah, and I mean, there's also the the factor that everyone knows you're going for the, the Invincibles now. You know, they're going to start thinking about it. Other teams are going to start thinking about it, and it's going to sort of just change that entire atmosphere. Um, but they're in a good spot to like. I mean, look back. I mean, you know more than I do, how many draws Arsenal had when they were the Invincibles? Twelve. Twelve. Liverpool have one. Um, they yeah. have room to where yeah. they can just fight for a draw, and they have, they're have they comfortable at the top of that table, so it's not going to really affect them at that point. So they could really go for it if if they wanted to. But uh, when, did, when did they – they drew early in the season, correct? They drew, they drew a, a couple – no, they drew with uh, Manchester United. Know, at, Adam Lallana with a late goal. Right, they came back and, and, okay. At Old Trafford. Now, the the date I'm looking at on the calendar, uh, there are two. Okay. Um, one is more realistic than the other. The but date itself? No, no, more no. more realistic. Uh, one of the, the games I'm looking at, it's a more realistic opportunity than the other, but still... Neither are uh, fantastic. And let me take a look. Saturday, March 14th. Liverpool, March on down. A short trip to Goodison Park. Where Theo Walcott and Alex Awobi will not want Liverpool to go unbeaten. They would like to win their first Merseyside derbies uh, since joining the club. I don't believe Everton have beaten Liverpool in probably the last 50, 60, 70 millenniums. Um, yeah, it just feels it's like it's been been forever. It's crazy because it's a, it's a rivalry. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't, it hasn't felt like one for, for a while. So there's that one. I'm skipping completely over Liverpool City. Don't even worry about that. Liverpool are going to uh, get, get points from that one. It's three... Is it the third to last game of the season where 
a unbeaten Liverpool side can march into the Emirates. That will be a massive game if Liverpool are still unbeaten. Because they... It's it's about Arsenal being the only team. It doesn't matter. The points don't matter. The, the following season, Arsenal uh, were, were beaten for, for points. Chelsea scored the most points um, in a Premier League season. Of course, up until that point, it's been broken, I think, every year for the past 10 years. But and it's going to be broken this year, easily, most likely, easily. Yeah. Um, and but if Liverpool can make it all the way down to Saturday, May second, that will be a stunning game to watch. What is the match day again? Uh, that is match day thirty-six. Ooh. Following that, they have a matchup against Chelsea at Anfield and they finish the season away to Newcastle. So in all likelihood, um, they will be lifting the trophy at Anfield on May 9th. You lift it at your last home game, unless of course you haven't clinched it until the final day like city last year where they lifted the trophy at the Amex. Um, but if there's, I, I almost want them to be unbeaten by that time because I would love it if if the narrative went went perfectly and Arsenal beat Liverpool to stop them from going invincible. Yeah, and I would love for Liverpool to stay invincible in that game and then have Chelsea just come in and hit them with the sucker punch. As long as it gets done. As no, it would be it would be pretty it would be pretty cool to see. I don't know what I'd be more interested in if we see like. I, I just want to see a very good game between Arsenal and Liverpool. I think yeah. it'd be even if it's like Arsenal are up, they score early, and then Liverpool get like a ninety-first minute header from <laughs> Dayan Lovren to just yeah. keep it going, like the heartbreak of that, and like it would be. I mean. I think that would probably be the most... That's the most interesting narrative I can put in my head. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, it's crazy because we always have this conversation. We always have this conversation about whenever it's... Even, and it always happens prematurely um, about a team going invincible. Chelsea had happened way prematurely. I forget when City finally lost their game a couple years ago. It took a while. It took a while, though. So, like, it started... But, like, this... I don't know, there's something about this really, especially considering they've won 20 and drawn one. It's 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 starting to uh, get really interesting. Because if they do it, there's no doubt it's the best season in Premier League history. Yeah. Even if they don't do it, it may be. I mean, unless they, unless they somehow get near the Invincibles draw count. Yeah. Which I don't see happening. Um regardless it's gonna they win the league this year it'll be considered one of the best seasons uh ever uh it'll just be interesting as to where it falls but it's crazy how i mean what's what's next i feel like each season we're getting a better a better more impressive season um out of the top teams um well mostly liverpool and manchester city but like it started with leicester with the craziest premier league title ever and then chelsea with 
arguably one of the best seasons ever, longest streak, and then that streak is broken, and then that streak was broken, and then that streak was broken. Maybe Liverpool will just keep the pace. They'll win 37, draw one, and at that point we we'll, we'll know that no one will ever do 38 wins out of 38, and we can just... We could just be happy with it unless it's, of course, next season, 38 wins, no draws, no losses from Mikel Arteta's Arsenal. Then I'll, you know, I'll take it. Um, let's take a, a look at Arsenal Palace really quickly um, just because what some of the events in this game implicate for the the going forward for Arsenal. Um, it's a 1-1 draw at Selhurst Park. Uh, Aubameyang scored in the 12th minute. That was their shot on target uh, for the first half. But it went in. So <laughs> That was um, their shot on target. <laughs> uh, yeah, 12th-minute goal. Aubameyang has now scored nine goals this season in the league away from home. They have gotten a total of three from other players um, on, the, on the team. But in the 67th minute, well, let's talk. IU scores in the 54th. Um, but then in the 67th minute, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, puts in puts on a challenge on uh, Max Meyer, who did have to come off injured. It was initially given as a yellow card by the league's most lenient referee, um, and that is Paul Tierney. He has given one red card in the past two seasons. VAR says, nope, that is a straight red. Thanks, Craig Pawson in the VAR booth, does not send off Jorginho against, uh, in the game against Chelsea. Um, but make sure or Aubameyang. Did not, let's, yes, let's I know, Gwenduzi. Shh, yeah. narrative, Jared, narrative. Um, I told you, but, it's hard to construct one of them. I know, them during the, but oh, 67th minute, red card, Aubameyang, he will now miss the home match against Sheffield, the away London Derby at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea, a quick rematch there, and he will also miss the fourth round FA Cup tie away to Bournemouth. So that's a three-match suspension. Two are away from home. You know Arsenal themselves don't like to score away from home, um, especially the man who's going to lead the line, Lacazette, does not like to score away from home. And uh, it's it's going to be uh, a rough go for the for the next three matches without without their talisman. So who steps up? Is it yeah. is it Lacazette who finally changes his away form? Is it Nicola Pepe? Um, we still don't know about Lacazette's away form. <laughs> is does he not score because he doesn't play, or does he not play because he doesn't score? It's probably both, but I don't know. Um, I think. The most important aspect of this is Gabriel Martinelli. I think he's going to come up, come in. He's going to start, and he's going to he's going to need to get goals. Um, but there's also an injury at halftime. Lucas Torreira, who arguably has been the best player since Arteta took over, finally playing as a holding midfielder. Um, Thing is, he, he was the he best went player before Arteta took over. He was. He, yeah. he just wasn't being used. Yeah, he just wasn't being played. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he is uh, hurt. We're, I'm not quite sure how long he's going to be out for. I'm not quite sure that Arsenal know how long he's going to be out for. But with a team that's already dealing with injuries, um, that's not what you want to see. Yeah. 
So well, we said the same thing about I mean Tottenham. Tottenham were in eighth and now are in eighth. Arsenal were in tenth and now they are still in tenth. Uh, where do you see that? I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're four points off of sixth. I think the I think Arsenal will qualify for Europe only if they win the FA Cup or the Europa League, of course. Um, so I think if they win the FA Cup, they'll get Europa League. If not, honestly, I you don't you don't I, want it. I I would love an FA Cup win. That would be massive. Be it, it would you don't want it, Europe. It would give you a positive narrative for the season. But would I love if Arsenal played in the Europa League again? No. Financially, give, it's necessary. But yeah, no. Give Give Arteta a year where he doesn't have to worry about a first full season as manager. Doesn't have to worry about the. the it's uh, our It's our Conte year. Yeah. Well, I, we'll see. We Get will a, see. Let I me. Mean, Leicester have their Conte year right now. But they do. Um, we'll see where they end up. Um, let's uh, just talk one last second here. Uh, Aston Villa, bad. Manchester City, good. A 6-1 thrashing at Villa Park. Mares in the 18th and 24th minute. A Sergio Aguero hat-trick, 28th, 57th, and 81st minute. Gabriel Jesus scored just before halftime. 6-1. It was 4-0 at the break. Um, El Ghazi got a uh, consolation goal from the penalty spot in the 91st minute. Um, Sergio Aguero has now scored the most goals from a non-Englishman in the Premier League. He passes Thierry Henry. Did you see the... Um, did you see the list that was, like, of, like... Um, how many games played? Like the, that top five list. And like I haven't. I, I have not seen the games played aspect of it. It. Uh, let me. I don't know if Fox tweeted it or if uh, Bleacher Report tweeted. It. It's staggering. Here. Uh, no, that's just the goals. It doesn't have the games. Maybe it was Bleacher Report. But like the the fact that he has as many goals as he does. I mean, granted, he's being. You know, like some of them are like like Frank Lampard's a midfielder, so he him being on there. Is largely to, well how long he was in he was at Chelsea and mm-hmm. how long uh, you know also the position he plays but like Shearer had like four hundred games under his belt um, and I don't know how uh, you know if like his goal scoring rate just dipped as he as he got older um, I'm mostly just stalling as I look this up it's a hell of a job stalling there um, but yeah I mean it's something like it's something along the lines of like four hundred. And like Aguero's played like over something a little over two hundred. It's it's quite remarkable. Um but again I am not seeing it anywhere. I totally forget where I saw it. Um you just hate to, you just hate to see it. Some things you hate to see. You were looking for that really interesting stat, and guess what? You don't get it. Oh, you know it. what? NBC Sports could have tweeted it. That seems like a the first place uh, I would look. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Nope, that's just the goals again. You stupid. Well, give idiots. us the goals at least. Give us. Uh, two, all right, Alan Shearer, two hundred and sixty goals. All right, Wayne Rooney, two hundred and eight. Andrew Cole, one hundred and eighty-seven. 
Sergio Aguero, 177. Lampard, 177. Um, I really wish I knew where that stat was. It's absolutely ridiculous that I don't know. How many soccer accounts on Instagram do I follow? Was it on Twitter? Who knows? This, this is just... This has this, been... This has been fun. I'm honestly, I'm, I mean, the the fact that I've talked this much about it is is kind of I'm kind of crazy. I'm kind of just letting you go on. Um, let's see. Let's look at Aguero tags. Let's see. Is he anywhere in here? See, like I keep finding it where it's like, uh, it's just the goals. It's not showing me the games. Where did I see? Because it showed like where each player played and. Did you find this? Um, in your imagination, maybe. No, because I. It, it, All right. So how did I find that that uh, Shearer actually played for Blackburn Rovers. So it's Sergio Aguero has scored 177 goals in 255 league appearances. Okay. Um. Now just look up Shearer. Look up Shearer. You don't have to look up everyone else. I was going to look um, up Henri, if you don't mind. I already typed his name in, so I'm gonna go with it. Henri, okay. 174, is that right? And 254, Wikipedia is my source. I cannot help you there. Well, I mean, that's it's probably it's probably right. We're looking at I really, the top I th- five is 177, so. I thought that, uh, what's his face? Henri had uh, 175, so I could be wrong. Uh, um, they probably took away that handball goal that got him to the World Cup. Uh, yes, clearly he played for Arsenal there. Um Am I looking at just Shearer's Newcastle stats? Am I looking what? No, I, it's all his stats. He has two sixty so, because he played for Blackburn. He uh, also played Blackpool. Blackburn. 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 He won. Uh, he won the league with Blackburn. And then oh, he was hot, yeah. And then that signed was... for United the following year. So uh, let's see. Yeah, it doesn't see out now. Even just on. At, just how many goals really... did Shearer have? There's. 260 in the Premier 260. League? 260. 260. Okay, so it does not include his time at Southampton, which I'm assuming they were uh, in the lower division. But let's, as far as, in the top division, 441 appearances to get to that point. Aguero uh, is at 177 with 255 appearances. So we'll see. I mean, if he keeps it up, I mean, I don't know. Like, Wayne Rooney's at, what, 208? Wayne Rooney... Uh, I'm trying to see how it's so weird. I'm on the Premier League site and I see Wayne Rooney's name and it says Derby County next to it, which is kind of weird. And he plays as a midfielder for Derby as well, so. Yeah. So now Wayne Rooney has. See, I don't. I'm I'm looking. I'm on Wikipedia, which is just showing his entire. His entire deal it doesn't have his Premier League. Uh, specific. Uh. But oh, if I just click on his name, this is the this is just fun. This is a this is of four hundred and ninety one appearances, two hundred and eight goals for for one Wayne Rooney. How does it feel that we're talking to ourselves right now? Because if anyone made it this far, they did not continue on through they, this segment. Yeah, because I mean, they probably saw the graphic that I saw, and we're like, and I saw this. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Yeah. So I guess the only comparable one is Frank Lampard. 609 Premier League appearances, 177 goals. Obviously, he's a midfielder, but like just but comparatively still, Aguero. Yeah. Goals pretty, per game uh, comparison is is pretty clear. 
so. there. And I still, who the hell is Andrew Cole? Andy Cole, He's a man. forward. So, so 187 goals in 414 appearances. So comparatively, two strikers, one has 10 more goals, but did it in 160 more games. Now, let's take a look real quick before we close things out. Let's take a look at the fixtures for next week. We kick off Saturday. Praise be. There is no Friday or Monday night football this week. Um, we kick off Saturday, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Watford Spurs. And then the 10 o'clock games, we have Arsenal-Sheffield, Brighton and Aston Villa, Man City and Crystal Palace, Norwich and Bournemouth, Southampton and Wolves, West Ham and Everton. A big slate, a uh, a very deep slate there at 10 a.m. Of course, to not have Friday and Monday, I'll take it. 12.30 on Saturday, Chelsea travel to St. James's Park to take on Newcastle. And then on Sunday, 9 a.m., we have Burnley and Leicester before Liverpool and Manchester United take off in the uh, Northwest Derby at Anfield. So uh, we will finish out a good week um, with with a great matchup. And then we've got midweek football. It includes Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, So... I'm looking forward to it. I, I, we so are soon. going to talk before the midweek. We will release a podcast next Monday because we just have to. But we may throw a second one out there um, during the week. Anything could happen. There's no scheduling. European, no one holds European themselves accountable. European Nights England edition. European Nights England edition. It's like when they used to do, instead of, now they do like primetime special on NFL Network, but like, it's a Saturday edition of Thursday Night Football. Like, well, yeah, what? That that makes no sense. But Ooh, um, but Valverde has been fired by Barcelona at the years. top of the table, baby. How does that happen? Inject it into my veins. La Liga is a nightmare for good managers, apparently. Um, yeah, who knows? But what you got to do? Is you gotta follow good old footy you do on Twitter and Instagram. You gotta subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Anchor, um, our posting platform. Um, if you give us a like, a rate, a review, it 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 helps us. It uh, helps us to be seen by more uh, listeners, and we can then, you know, grow the brand. And the brand shall. The big. I mean, this is the first episode you announced under under the uh, the podcasting label. I have, and the intro will not have told you that, but it will very soon. Um, good old Ilto Eight Productions. So look out for for that. Um, you can follow at Ilto Eight Prod on Twitter as well, and we will have some big announcements coming soon. But as always, Jared. Pardon our French.